Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network, the author of Appointed, and a premier contributor for The Blaze. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. This is Autumn Miles with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you, Dallas, Texas? I love you guys out there. I am so excited about the show today. You know, we have heard from so many of you guys. Um, last week specifically, it was very just overwhelming, the feedback that we got from you. And let me just, I just want to tell you, we love that. We absolutely love to hear. I think we got several um, requests for where can I hear the end of that show? I had to step out of my car. I had to do this. I had to do that. And I was so engrossed in the show. Um, So praise God. You know, we, it's, it's not like we know who's listening. I'm talking into a mic and hoping that someone's got that radio on. Um, But y'all have just blessed us so much by just reaching out to us. We absolutely love hearing from you. Keep doing it. Keep reaching out. Tell us, you know, if, if it encouraged you, what you like, we're cool with what you don't like. We ain't perfect over here, but we are striving towards God's vision and mission for, um, for everyone that's on board at the Autumn Miles uh, team. You know, I am so excited that tonight we are launching. This is major, guys so major. We are launching our Blush Network Society groups for the fall. And there is several in the Dallas area that are launching. And this is like, hello, news alert, like DFW. Um, There is opportunities all over the city for you to get involved in these society groups. They are launching tonight. I want you to go to our website, theblushnetwork.com. Um, you can autumnmiles.com um, as well uh, has some information on it. Um, go to our Facebook page, The Blush Network, and and reach out about these society groups. It'll it, it's a it's a group of women that come together to um, encourage each other in life, uh, and that's what we're gonna do tonight we worship I speak live at our Dallas um, our, our Dallas one but we have this is so amazing we have groups that are launching nationwide everywhere we have like little society campuses everywhere um, and it's just a testament to what God will do with you when you say God work through me it is um, it's such a it's such a testimony to God's power um, you know this this little divorce chick from um, from Indiana and all of these, you know, all my staff, they all got, they all had problems and now we have Jesus. So, uh, that's amazing. But, um, all, all of these, uh, little society campuses are launching, um, this week and we praise God for that. We take a minute on air to praise God for what he does when we stand in his vision and his mission for our lives. And we say, we will assume it. We will walk forward in faith. We will take the land in Jesus name um, with the power of his uh, might backing us. You know, it's not my might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Our power fails, our might fails, his spirit doesn't. Um, and so tonight I'm just, I, honestly, I'm just like a proud mom over here. But in in sort of the vein of that, um, today we are going to talk about, and you may be listening to this 
via podcast or um, our, our YouTube or, you know, whatever. I mean, we, we understand that social media is huge. So um, just praise God for that victory. And just sort of th- this is what I want to talk about today. Um, a plan for your promised land. Now, this is something that is so near and dear to my heart. Um, God gave me a huge vision in 2003, and there was no way that me, uh, me, (laughs) little, you know, I was at that point, I was 23 years old. There's no way that I could achieve Anything that God shared with me in 2003 without his spirit. And I remember a lot of times, um, you know, here I have this vision and I'm sort of walking pregnant with the vision um, that is so much bigger than me, having no idea how to (laughs) deliver this vision. And I always wanted something to encourage me along the way with the vision that God had given me. And I, um, so this, this is sort of for you who is struggling with, listen, I have this vision, but where in scripture do I find encouragement along the way? You know, a lot of, a lot of people, we sort of lose, um, we, we lose interest in, in, in the middle of the road. You know, um, if we're starting a lot, a lot of people start well, the vision that God has for them and all they can think about is the destination. But what about the travel process that it takes to get to the destination? Uh, um, uh, several years ago, my, my husband and I were, we just had the two kids at the time and we were going through a lot of personal issues and, I was so um, needing a break in my life. And I remember my husband, he was a youth pastor in Phoenix, Arizona at the time, and he went to work and they had this huge contest amongst the staff at the church, uh, sort of saying, listen, we're going to do something big for you. Y'all have just, I think they had just come through Easter season or something like and, and anyone who's in ministry or just attends church know, knows how big Easter is. But they put all the staff's names in a hat and they said, we are going to draw out one name and that one person is going to win a trip and uh, to wherever they want. And my husband and I desperately needed it. But, you know, I'm someone who never wins anything ever, ever. And, um, our name went in this hat and I was having like a super depressing day at the house. You know, um, I felt lonely that day. You know, my, my kids were tiny, tiny and, you know, sometimes stay, I was a stay at home mom at the time. And, um, sometimes you just get overwhelmed with loneliness and responsibility and you've got puke on you all the time. And my husband calls me and he said, guess what? We won the trip. Um, to go anywhere we want to go in the U.S. And God just gave us a little kiss at that time. I mean, sometimes God works through things like that. I started screaming. It was amazing. And we decided to go to um, Hawaii because I had never been. And my husband's traveled everywhere. So he had been. Uh, We decided to go to Hawaii. We took this money. It was for our, I think it was our fifth anniversary that we were there. And I've always dreamed of, you know, what the Hawaiian islands are going to look like and all this kind of stuff. And... Um, we're planning for this trip 
And we get, all we can think about is the destination. You know, wow, we're going to get to this destination and um, it's going to look like this. And, you know, I'm, when I go on vacation, I very much like to relax. I'm a beach bum. I like to lay on the sand. I like to, you know, I, I mean, get in, well, I'm not, I don't really love pools, but I do love the ocean. Um, I love to take walks in the morning and in the evening and pick up shells and, you know, whatever it is. My husband is totally different. Okay. His idea of vacation is a very well planned out, strategized, strategic itinerary that plans every moment down to the second of what we're going to do while we can eat for 32 minutes. And then we're going to go sightseeing for one hour and 14 minutes. And then we're going to use the restroom. (laughs) Like for real. Okay. I'm not joking. Um, and then we're going to, and you, you get the idea, but our expectation of going to this destination of Hawaii, which was our dream come true. We were there. The expectation was totally different. And we did not talk about our expectation of the trip before we actually got on the trip. We were on the road to Hawaii, but we both had two different ideas of what um, that that trip was going to look like. And it was day three and he had no joke, guys. And maybe your husband's like this and and that's great. I mean, I live a very strategic plan life. I live by a schedule and a lot of people do these days. Um, So on vacation, I don't want one, but no joke. He would print us out an itinerary every morning. It was the third day. And um, I looked at his itinerary and we got in the car to go to, I think it was like the Dole Plantation or something. And I started crying on the way there and broke down and just said, I hate your itinerary. (laughs) I never want to see an itinerary again. Just for the love of everything, let me lay on the beach. And he looked at me like, what are you talking about? This is my idea of a great vacation. The expectation was totally different in the dream vacation that we were on. And that, that, that's a very long story to tell you. Um, God, a lot of times gives us these dreams and these, um, these visions for our life. And there's a promised land waiting for us. But um, our expectation of how we get to our dream promised land, how we get to our promise, a lot of times looks very different than what the scripture actually talks about, about the journey to your promised land. Um, We fail most times just by our own expectation. So what I want you to do today as we're listening to this, um, as you're listening to this, is I kind of want you to take all your expectation out of it. If God has said, listen, I want you to do this. It's coming. It's bigger than you. You're going to need my mat. You're going to need my power to do it. I want you to stop with the expectation. Okay. We are just going to focus on this one passage of scripture um, and, and, and follow it. I know that when I saw these truths, played out for me in Exodus here, it really revolutionized my thought process because your expectation will cause you to fail unless you surrender it to Jesus in his way. So here we go. Um, Exodus 23 uh, verse 20 says this, and I'm going to read this whole passage. It's not about whatever I have to say. It's about what the uh, text has to say. Um, Behold, 
Now, this is the Israelites here. They are, uh, God, God is speaking about them assuming the promised land. Behold, I, God, am going to send an angel before you to guard you along the way, to bring you into the place where I have prepared. Be, verse 21, on your guard before him. Obey his voice. Don't be rebellious toward him, for he will not pardon your transgressions since my name is in him. But if you truly obey his voice and you do all that I say, then I will be an enemy to your enemies, an adversary to your adversaries. For my angel will go before you and bring you in to the land of the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hivites and the Jebusites, and I will completely destroy them. You shall not worship their gods, nor serve them, nor do according to their deeds, but you shall utterly overthrow them and break their sacred pillars in pieces. I'm, I'm going to keep going here, so hang with me. Five more verses. But you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will remove sickness from your midst. There shall be no one miscarrying or barren in the land. I will fulfill the number of your days. Verse 27, I will send my terror ahead of you and throw into confusion all the people among whom you come. And I will make all your enemies turn their backs to you. I will send hornets ahead of you so that they will drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, the Hittites before you. Almost done. I will drive them out before you. I will not drive them out before you in a single year that the land may not become too desolate and the beast of the field become too numerous for you. I will drive them out before you little by little until you become fruitful and take possession of the land. Now, this is very clear cut from God about, listen, I'm taking you to this place, but this is what's going to happen step by step. There's several different things that he talks about before you. We're going to start in verse 20 today. He says, behold, I am going to send an angel before you to guard you along the way and bring you into the place which I have prepared. Now we're going to go verse by verse. I love, um, I love teaching like this because I think it really uh, gives us great context to just what the nation of Israel was hearing from the Lord, of course, but also a step-by-step process in order to assume their promised land. Their expectation needed to be submitted to God's declaration over what he was going to do for them. I am going to send an angel ahead of you. He's going to guard you. He's going to lead you. He's going to protect you um, along the way to bring you into the place which I have prepared. Now, they had an angel. God said later in a verse that his name is in him. We have the Holy Spirit of God residing in us. That is our, I say this all the time, our number one resource. We are not alone. Satan in this moment, this is the first step in working towards your promised land. Satan will tell you, you are 100% alone. And I can even feel the spirit of God speaking to me that there are some of you guys in your cars today that are listening and you are thinking, how can I do this, God? How can I do this great work for you? 
I'm alone. I don't have any sort of money. I have no big name backing me. I have no sponsor. I have nothing. I am alone. And you're even crying out to God today and you're telling him you're alone. And I want just to, for, to remind you that if the Holy Spirit of God is living in you, you don't need anyone in the temporal world to back you. You need him and you need him alone. He says, um, I'm going to guard you along the way and bring you into the place which I have prepared. The Holy Spirit of God is going to guard you. He's going to lead you. He's going to protect you. He's going to come around you. He is going to um, literally break open obstacles for you. That is the first thing that you need to know um, in your effort to move towards that um, promised land that you have. You are not alone. The God that lives inside of you is the only thing that you need. I remember thinking to myself multiple, multiple times, I'm alone. Who's going to listen to me? And how many babies? I mean, we hear that in scripture from Moses. We hear that in scripture from, oh my goodness, Jeremiah. I could go on and on. I'm, I'm a youth. I'm this. I'm that. I'm the one, I think I've even spoke on, on that before. Um, I'm alone, God. No one sees me. I'm, I'm passed over. I'm picked over. No, you're not. You're not alone. And God starts off the passage like that. Um, the second point, your promised land is a prepared land. Verse 20 B, uh, B says this, I will bring you into a place which I have prepared for you. We tend to think that whatever our promised land is, has not already been prepared for us. Some people think literally uh, we struggle with the fact that there is no, uh, no, no one has thought out the steps and what it's going to look like when we get there. This is such an encouraging thought to me to know that God has prepared it for me. And a lot of times I will get really caught up in my ambition. I'll get caught up in my gifts and my talents, and I'll try to make a way for myself. And what I need to do is uh, there's that word submit again, submit my expectation to God's declaration. What he has, when, when I was created, when you were created, you literally, your, your promise land, the promises that God has for you was constructed in the heavenlies. So you don't have to figure it out. God already did. Uh, this this trips, I, I can't even tell you how many messages I get about this. Trips people up all the time. How do I figure out my next step? Yeah, Autumn, you preach a lot about the promised land and about the promises of God, and the, but how? But how? We're such a world that needs an explanation for everything. And what you don't realize, it's, it's the same thing that you have been hearing from the pulpit at your church week in and week out and week in and week out. You literally crucify yourself and submit yourself to the Lord and develop an intimate relationship with him. I cannot say it any more plainer than that. I don't have an A plus B equals C equals D equals whatever. I have the Holy Spirit inside of me that is leading me, protecting me, guiding me. He's leading me beside those still waters. He's leading me in the way that I should go. That is the practical steps. And I know that my, for some of you that are, that are very, very practical out there, that isn't good enough for you. And I know that you're probably even thinking that, you know, getting intimate with God, that's really what it is. Yes. 
Every move that I have made in ministry has been because the Holy Spirit of God has spoken through me. I have gone to the scriptures for confirmation about it and then waited for his opportunity uh, to come my way and seize the opportunity. That's really it. The Holy Spirit deposits the word. You get a confirmation from the word and then you wait for the opportunity to come and you seize that opportunity. You don't have to figure it out. You just have to be surrendered. In our society, that's not good enough. There's a plan for everything. There's a method for everything. There's a book about everything. And those things are great. It's great to have a plan. But what happens when God's plan is different than than the plan that you've written out and your expectation? Are you going to heed your plan? Are you going to heed his calling? Trust people off all the time. You don't have to figure it out cupcake. God already did it for you. Sorry, that was a lot of preaching. I had to put something happy in there. Verse 23 um, says this, says verse 21, be on your guard before him and obey his voice. Just like I just said, do not be rebellious toward him for he will not pardon your transgressions since my name is in him. Just like I just said, be on your guard before him. And obey his voice. A lot of times we obey um, voices that sometimes speak louder than the Holy Spirit does. We, we give them more airtime than we give the voice of the Holy Spirit in our life. And that will get you off track. God has told me to do, I don't even know how many things that the people around me have said, that that looks crazy. Like really, you really need to think about that. But I've zeroed in on the one voice that has written my future. And I work towards that voice and not the voices of man. Be on your guard before him. Obey his voice. Don't be rebellious towards him for he will not pardon your transgressions. My name is in him. Verse 22 says this. But if you truly obey his voice and do all that I say, I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. We're going to end on this and this is going to be a part two message. I really don't want you to miss part two because there is a lot of good stuff in in part two. But I want to talk about this for a minute. I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. Do you understand that when someone um, rejects you, comes against you, um, tries to fight you, when you are working towards God's will and God's plan for your life, that God literally backs you? I, um, there's been many, many times in my life when, when, um, specifically I have said, and I'm, and I guess in quotations here, I am quoting, um, in the studio, uh, God backs me when someone comes up against me and tries to tear me away from what he has called me to do so many times. People have said, um, you know, tried to tear me down, tried to take over my ministry, tried to, um, you know, reject you, you name it, you name it. I'm at a loss for words right now. I'm stumbling over my words, but there has been quote unquote enemies that have come up against me and God has literally one by one showed himself strong, strong for me. He has strongly supported 
me. He will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversary. You do not have to worry about taking up for yourself. You don't have to worry about doing a passive aggressive Facebook post in um, a slight dig on someone that has come up against you. All you have to worry about is walking in obedience, surrendered to his will. And God will take care of your enemies. He'll take care of your adversaries. Uh, There was one very specific time, and I'll close with this today. One very specific time that a group came up against me and I was, there was a lawyer involved. There's all sorts of things um, that, that scared me and tried to intimidate me out of doing what God had clearly told me to do. And if I wasn't intimate with him at that time, I easily could have caved under the pressure of the legal system, which it was, it was smoke and mirrors, what they were accusing me of, but I could have easily caved but I didn't, I stood and I said, Lord, you, you said you'll be an enemy to my enemies. You said you'll be an adversary to my adversaries. This is your problem and not mine. And God resolved that issue in just an amazing way. I hope this encouraged you today. Your journey to the promised land. You might think it looks one way, but in fact, this text, Exodus 23, 20 through 30, tells it exactly the way it is. Join me tomorrow for part two of your journey journey to the promised land. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM.